systems initiated. You are listening to the Empire Podcast Network. This is the Steve Freeman Podcast. Coming up in today's episode, I'm going to share with you a story that happened to me last week. Can't we all just get along? That and more coming up on today's episode. I'm Steve Freeman. This is the Steve Freeman Podcast. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast. The real, raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back to another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. It's good to be here. It's good to have you here. I need you to do me a favor, though. While you're here, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. It only takes like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, but if you wouldn't mind doing so, I appreciate it. It does wonders for the Apple Podcast and iTunes algorithm. Leave a review. Let everybody know what you think about the show. You can love it. You can hate it. Trust me. They're not all positive. I mean, there's like, you know, a lot of really positive ones and, and two negative ones. And I think I know who those two people are. Uh, and when I find them, uh, we'll we'll rectify that situation. Seriously, just leave a written review. I'd appreciate it. Uh, rate the show five stars. No matter where you're listening, though, uh, subscribe to the show. That way, every week when a new episode's uploaded, it will download directly to your smart device, whether that is your Apple iPhone, what, no matter what, Android device, no matter where you're listening. Also, if you enjoy the video versions of the podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Steve Freeman Podcast YouTube channel. It's growing pretty quickly. I have to admit, I was getting a little tired of the, the everything that goes into doing the video side of the podcast is, is very frustrating. But there are those of you that like it, and so we're going to continue. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell notification, and then turn on all notifications so that you're notified every time a brand new episode of the podcast in its video version is uploaded to the channel. Also, like this video and leave a comment. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, follow me on social media at the Steve Freeman to find out everything that's going on. Um, I, we've got some really cool stuff coming up. Everything, I, I have to be honest with you. I, I've been horrible uh, lately on social media. I've not been posting very much. With the move and everything else, it's been difficult, but I'm going to get better at posting stuff and posting interesting stuff and, and behind the scenes type things. So make sure you're following me there at the Steve Freeman. You can also find on Facebook, our private Steve Freeman podcast, Facebook group. You can check that out. You can join. It's a private group. Uh, we'll give you enough rope to hang yourself. Uh, so anything you want to post in there, talk about the show, whatever you've got going on, promote yourself. It's all welcome. All you have to do is, you know, click that you want to be a member of the group and either myself or one of the moderators, we will approve you. Um, and let's see what else is there. Oh, yes. For those of you that don't know, I have done completely away from email. We no longer have an email list. Text me. I am a texter. I am not a good emailer. If you email me, you're lucky to get a response back in four to six weeks. And that is if I remember to do it. I, I'm horrible with email. Look, there could be a lot of excuses and I could, I could say a lot of things. The, the real truth of the matter is I'm just horrible at it. I hate it. Literally, my, if you look at my, I don't know if the camera will pick this up. If you could look, maybe those of you could zoom in. If you look at my, there you go. Maybe you can zoom in right around in there and see it. 
I have 50,063 unread emails. That's how horrible I am with email. So I've gone completely to texting. If you would like to text me, you want to ask me a question, uh, tell me that you hate my guts with this video sucked, this, this podcast, whatever it is, here's the number, 949-577-8227. If you're watching on YouTube, it is now flashing across your screen. That is 949-577-8227. Text me, become a part of my community. I would love to have you. Um, anyway, I think that's all the business out of the way. I, the, the, what we're going to talk about today is not exactly what I had planned. Um, I, I, before we get into this, I, I have to say, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with the move. I think a lot of it has to do with just life changes from coming from Nashville to now living here in Southern California, trying to get adjusted. I will say this. We've now lived here just over three weeks. We have had company here at the house with us since the moment we landed until like four days ago. So I, I have, I will admit, I have slacked a bit on the podcast. Um, I, I, I've, I have been in my head about what do I really want to do? What do you guys want me to do? And, and this is a perfect opportunity for you to text me and let me know what you like about the show, what you'd like to see on the show. We've got some amazing interviews coming up with Brad Thor. We've got him on July 20th. Uh, it, it's gonna, it's, it was an awesome interview. I've already done it. It's in the can. Um, but I, I have been struggling with where and what direction I want. I know where I want to go, but I sometimes worry that if, if, that, if I go where I want to go, maybe that's not necessarily where you guys want to go. Um, so this is not, I know I'm off topic. This is not what I had planned for today's episode. But I wanted to talk about this because it, it's, it's something that happened to me this, this past week. And I, ha I have to be honest with you. I was very proud of myself in the way that I handled this situation. And I was later validated in that I handled it properly because one of the people involved, I saw them a few days later and they're like, wow, I... You handled that very well, and, and knowing you, you handled it a lot differently than I even thought that you would handle it. So let me give you a little bit of the backstory. Those of you that, that do follow me on social media, you know I have fallen in love with motorcycle riding. I absolutely love it. I'm going to be making content about it on my main YouTube channel, which if you want to subscribe there, that channel is growing quickly. We just passed over 10,000 subscribers. I'm going to be making some content related to, to motorcycles. I've just, I have struggled for a very long time to find passion outside of work. And I know that's a big problem for many of you. We get so focused on the goals that we're trying to achieve that our lives primarily become 100% about the pursuit of that. And we, we very rarely find time for ourselves to do things that don't have anything to do whatsoever with what it is we're trying to achieve professionally. But I, I purchased my first Ducati motorcycle about six months ago out here in California at Ducati Newport Beach. And I quickly have fell into this community. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It has been for my mental health, it has been the best thing that I've ever done. Now, I'm not encouraging all of you to go out and buy a motorcycle. However, if you do, I don't care where you live, buy it from Ducati Newport Beach. Uh, the people there are just amazing. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, but I, I then like two months later, I bought another one and 
you know, I'm, I'm in with a great group of guys that we go right. I, I have found something, a missing piece that I was missing for a very long time because I have been about work. I have been about building my business. I have been about all of these serious things for 20 something years. And I needed something that was just mine. And I have found it and it's, it's been amazing. Well, through all of this, my daughter, Chloe, my youngest daughter, she just turned 14. She has caught that fire as well. Now, as a parent, I got to be honest with you, the scariest thing in the world I think about is putting my daughter on a motorcycle. But at the same time, it's like, okay, how do you say no whenever you've got two sitting in the garage? And maybe this is going to be a passion thing for her. She's moved to a new city. She has no friends. She knows nobody. And she wants, so I'm like, okay, look, let, I will consider you getting a motorcycle. And because she, she can't get her license until, you know, like a, a year from now, a year and a half from now. And I'm like, look, but I, I want you to know what you're doing. I want you to be educated. I want you to take all the safety courses. I want you to, to be practicing over the next, uh, you know, year, year and a half uh, to, to really get you ready to, to do this. And so I said, look, we, we will go up to the, the dealership. We'll let you sit on different motorcycles. Now, let me tell you how I know when not only my kid, but when anybody is serious about something, they do their own research. They don't wait on somebody to tell them they go out and research. So she comes to me. She tells me exactly the motorcycle that she wants, which she's smart. We're a Ducati family. So she wants a Ducati Scrambler. Now, there are a million different makes and models of motorcycles out there. She wants a Ducati Scrambler. I'm like, all right, so let's go up to the dealership. We'll take a look. You can sit on them. Dave and Mike and all the awesome people up there, they will, they will help you. She knew the make, the model, everything that she wanted. Well, we get up to the dealership, and they did not have the specific model that she wanted. So the owner of the dealership put us on a list because the one she wants is the Icon Dark. And she's done all the research, knows everything about it. She knows more about that bike than I probably know about either one of mine, which tells me she's serious. And so they put her on the list. And because Ducati Newport Beach is the number one Ducati dealership in the United States, they get special allocations. So we got put on the list for her to have one when the next four or five of them are made. She will get one of them. So we get up there and we're taking a look at all these motorcycles. And, and Dave, the finance manager there, goes, there's somebody here I want to introduce you to. I have been meaning to introduce and connect you guys for a while. And it's just slipped my mind. But he's here. You're here. Let me introduce you. So we're outside. And he introduces me to this person. Now, I'm, I'm going to leave this person's name out of it because I actually really like this person um, and I don't want any hate. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not all about that. I, I, I'm not, I don't think bad of this person. I like this person. I, I think this person and I will probably work together in the near future. Uh, so I'm not going to name any names. Those of you that want to know and you know me personally, you can text me or, or whatever and, and I might share the information, but I'm not blasting it out publicly. So he introduced me to this person. This person is a well-known actor. Um, if I told you his name, you would know who he was. You've seen him in TV shows and films for the last 20-something years. Really cool guy. We spark up a conversation because he also has a music background. 
we spark up this conversation. We sit there for an hour and a half and talk. We talk motorcycles. We talk music. We talk life just like two people getting to know themselves. Well, about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes later, uh, we're getting ready to leave. So I walk this person. He had gotten up and walked back into the actual dealership. I was sitting outside talking to Mike, the owner of the dealership. And I walked back inside because I wanted to make sure that I, I said, bye. It was a pleasure meeting you. All, all of the, the normal you know, things that you do when you meet somebody for the first time. So I walk in and he turns around and said, hey, man, we're about to, to head out. I just wanted to say it was great meeting you. And he stuck his hand out to shake my hand. Now, for 45 years now, without thinking, I automatically stick my hand out to shake his hand because that's what you do, right? So I shook his hand. Well, as just as our hands clasped, he said, I'm assuming that you've been vaccinated. And one to tell the truth, I said, no, I, I haven't. And he goes, wow, I, I can't believe you would shake my hand and, you know, having not been vaccinated. And I said, well, I said, truth be told, I, I hadn't even thought about it. I said, because, you know, for 40 some odd years, every time somebody has stuck their hand out to me, I it's natural. I stick it back. I wasn't thinking about whether you'd been vaccinated. I'd been vaccinated. And he says, well, you, you, that's, I mean, that's all for risk. I mean, you could get me sick or, I mean, I could get you sick. And I said, well, have you been vaccinated? And he goes, well, absolutely. Of course I've been vaccinated. Everybody that cares about anybody should be vaccinated. Now, this is where, this, this is where there, there comes a line in the road. In my mind, I'm thinking, look, I, this is not really a conversation that I would like a potential friendship, business relation. None of this to be based on whether or not you've been vaccinated or I've been vaccinated. Number one, if you really want to get technical, do you know you're not allowed to ask anybody if they have AIDS? You're not allowed. This is all HIPAA stuff. Because of what's going on, and this whole issue has been politicized, now it becomes political. It's not even a question about the vaccination. It's, it's a, it's a, it becomes a political weapon. It also becomes a political divisive tool. So if you've been vaccinated, then you're over here on this side of the line. If you haven't been vaccinated, then you're over here on, the, on this side of the line. And when you divide a line between two sets of people, it automatically means it's us against them. So I've got all of this running through my mind, and I'm like, boy, this could go one of two ways. How, I, I, people that know me best will tell you that I don't like confrontation. And, and the truth of the matter is that I really don't like confrontation, but if you bring it to my doorstep, it's game fucking on. And I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, look, okay, here, I'm, I'm trying to think about the setting in which I, I'm setting. Number one, I'm setting at a professional business um, that I do business with regularly. Um, I consider Mike, the owner of the dealership, a friend. Dave is a friend. So by now, we're, he's talking to me as we're walking back out. So now we're all outside. Me, both my daughters, my wife, Mike, the owner of the dealership, and Dave, the finance manager of the dealership. We're all standing outside. And I'm trying to go, you know what? I can push back here or I can just listen as hard as it is for me to do. I can just listen and not say anything and, and let, this, let this thing go. People, for the next 45 minutes, almost an hour, we all, which was directed at me, 
But we all got this lecture basically of how horrible of people that we are because we have we have not had the vaccine. And he just assumed that we had not had the vaccine because of some political belief. And he kept saying, you need to take the politics out of this. And I, I never once mentioned politics. I never once said that I didn't have he Number one, he never gave me the chance to tell him why I didn't get the vaccine. And when that, that opportunity finally arose and it finally came, I said, look, I'm just not there yet. I, I, I'm not, uh, I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable with it. And, and as, a, as an American citizen, today, it is my right to not have the vaccine. It is your right to have it. Here's the funny thing that I don't understand. And, and no offense against anybody that does CrossFit or vegan or people that have been vaccinated. It, it's become this thing that we wear out on our chest. I'm a vegan. I do CrossFit. I have been vaccinated. And here's the thing with me. I don't care one way or the other. Just the same as I don't care what your sexual preference is. Um, I don't care uh, what race, color, or creed your spouse may be or the person that you love. I don't care whether you've been vaccinated or not. Uh, many things. I don't care where you work. I don't care about any of those things. It doesn't tell me anything about the character or integrity of the person based on whether or not they fall into what I consider to be morally correct, politically correct, or if they fall in line with my direct beliefs, because beliefs are personal. I, I feel the same way. The, uh, the, I've, I think I've said before, uh, a lot of the, the friends that I've made here in Southern California with the OC Moto crew, a lot of them, one of the members of our group is a very well-known pastor. None of those guys push that on me. Have they invited me to come to their church? They absolutely have, and we absolutely will go. But none of them have ever been like, oh, you know, Steve, if you're, really, if you're not going to come to church, they're not like that. And I'm not like that. I don't push my views off on other people. I, I just, I don't think that is that. We are all individuals. And, and if you, you are religious or, or you're not, then you have two different views on all of this stuff. But look, I, I believe that all of these are personal decisions. I don't believe... Anybody's character should be judged on the way that they believe politically. Because the people that are on the far right, they think they're just as right as the people on the far left. And for me, I don't care which one you are. I'm not going to use the person that you voted for as a some sort of litmus test as to whether or not you and I can communicate effectively or have any, any sort of relationship. So he starts telling me, telling my daughters, telling my wife, telling the owner of the dealership and telling Dave. Meanwhile, I could not tell you the status of the vaccination status of anybody else in this group of people that are having this conversation, which was very one way, one sided. I don't know. They never asked me. I never asked them. And I, I'm hoping we never get to that point. That's one of the reasons I'm ready for all this to be over. And then he starts talking to my kids about, well, this is why you should do it. And if you really care about other people, then you will go get vaccinated regardless of what you believe, uh, believe about it or not. And, and this is at the point where I was like, and I looked over and Mike, the owner of the dealership, just has this what the fuck look on his face. Because it would never cross his mind to ask me if I had been vaccinated or not before I walked into his dealership. I would never think to ask him before I walked in to know if I wanted to do business there or not. 
So an hour has gone by, and and those of you that know me best know that uh, we are we are way past probably forty minutes of me jumping in and going, wait a minute, okay, this is this is gone. I was trying to be respectful because look, it's it's like I said, I was in a situation I did not want to cause any kind of confrontation at this business that I frequent regularly and I consider to be my friends. Now, me and this actor, this other person, we may never meet again. We may never see each other again. We may be friends. I don't know. But I was trying to be respectful. And we end, we basically, we had to end the conversation because I, I just, I had had enough. And I'm like, look, we've got an appointment. We've, we've got to go. Um, but it ended very, it ended very odd because I think he believes that he had sold us enough on getting the vaccine that we were like going to leave. And then, you know, by God, we're going to get vaccinated. And well, let me, let me speed forward about three days later, I had to go back up to the dealership and Mike came and found, he saw me in the dish. He goes, what the fuck was that the other day? And I was like, I don't know, man. I, he goes, how did that conversation even come up? And I said, because he stuck his hand out to shake my hand. And I, by nat just naturally, I reached back and shaked his. And, and the minute that we shook hands, he said, well, I'm assuming that you've been vaccinated. And he goes, I am so sorry. He goes, please apologize to your wife and kids. Uh, th that I, it, I, and I said, well, I lo was looking, I kept looking at you. And I said, you just had this look on your face of that you were blown. I mean, you, you were shocked. And he goes, I was. He goes, I didn't know what to say. He goes, I literally, that is the last, I've never seen anything like that. And I never expected anything like that whatsoever. And I said, look, there's no need for you to apologize because you didn't initiate the conversation. You, you know, you, you were not the one doing your best to try to make me and the rest of my family feel like shit because we had not gone and gotten vaccinated. And the most that I added to this conversation was I said, I said, listen, you have an, an issue with people that are not being vaccinated and you really don't care what those reasons are. And I respect that. I, however, don't care. If you make the decision, and you obviously have, and look, he's an actor. I have a, another friend of mine, Jacob Young's an actor. He had to get the vaccine to go back to work. And I get that. If, if, it, was, if it was relied upon for me to have it to go to work, and make, I would probably do it too. I'm not, I'm not not vaccinating because of the political or anything behind it. My stance on this, and I tried to explain this very delicately, I said, I just because of the shortness of time that this has been developed, I just don't feel comfortable putting it in my body right now. And I don't feel comfortable putting it in my kid's body. But if you do more power to you and thank you for doing it, I'm just not there yet. My best friend has been vaccinated. I, people that I know that I ride motorcycles with, they've been vaccinated. I, I'm not anti-vaccination. I just don't feel that it's right for me or my family right now. That may change in the future. I want all. I want some time. I want some distance, some separation. It has nothing to do with my political opinion. It has nothing to do with what I think about a political candidate. It has nothing to do with what I think about Dr. Fauci. It has nothing to do with any of that. I am making that decision 
educated based on education that I'm trying to give myself and making the best decision for my family. I have nothing against people that have chosen to get the vaccination. Nothing whatsoever. Good for you. I wish that that could turn around and that that same respect could be shown to other people that may believe a little bit differently than you do. And, you know, he made a statement that, well, if you, if you, it really doesn't matter what you think. If you cared about people, if you cared about your kids, if you cared about me, if you cared about, then you would go get it regardless of what you think. That to me is a dangerous comment. Because even though I love every single one of you out there, the last thing in the world I would ever want to do is, is jeopardize or put into jeopardy anybody that I know. But look, I will always look out for me first. I will always look out for my wife, for my kids, for my family. I will look out for them first and foremost all the time. I don't care. You, all of you listening and watching, I love you all. But you come so far secondary, as should I. You should never think about my needs above your needs and above the needs of you and your family. This whole thing turned into a very awkward situation. One, I don't know that I've ever quite been in that type of situation again. But as some time passed, I was like, I kept thinking, why can't we all just get along? We are looking for every opportunity in the world to divide us, whether it's the vaccination, whether it's political. It doesn't matter. Color, race, creed. I, I see everywhere, everybody talking about wanting to come together and wanting to be. I don't think, I've said it before, but I don't think that's what everybody wants. I think people like their side of the line. And, and both sides, no matter which side you're on, I think both sides want everybody to be one on their side of the line. It's okay to come together if you believe the exact same way that I believe. And the glory of this country is that we are all supposed to have the individual right to believe the way that we want to believe, to make the decisions that we feel are best for us as long as we don't infringe on others and hurt others. Me not getting the vaccine is not hurting anybody. And furthermore, what I really don't understand, and this is the part of the argument that I wanted to get into with him, but I was trying my best to not have a quote-unquote argument. I didn't want to argue. But what I don't understand about the people that are getting vaccinated, more power to you, why are you scared of everybody that hasn't? That's the part that nobody can seem to explain to me, is that if you've been vaccinated, why are you worried about me? You're safe. If you, if, if you believe in the reasons that you got the vaccination for and you believe in the process, the, the, most, the least concern you should ever have is shaking hands with somebody who hasn't been vaccinated because you have. And if it works, awesome. Then I can't give it to you. You can't give it to me. But I'm afraid this whole thing's just turned into another divisive line that we can draw between one another. And I guess the point that I walk away from with this whole little story, this whole scenario, is that we had a great hour, hour and a half conversation of getting to know each other. 
without talking politics, without talking any of the things that could divide us. We, we focused and were communicating and getting to know each other on a basis of similarity. The things that we have in common, the things that we like, the things that we don't like in motorcycles and movies and music. People that we know in common. One of the people that we shared in common, I don't actually really care for that much. But did I say that? No, I was like, oh, great guy. I've known him for years. Because I was doing my best to try to keep the conversation to a point where we were just focusing on the things that we had in common as we were just getting to know each other. Now the whole interaction and the person for me is colored by how the conversation ended. And I hate that. I really do hate that. So look, I, I want to put this out there and, and I want to say, don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Whatever you believe, why, where we started this whole thing of we have to interject on the rest of the world how we think and how we believe. I miss the old days. You remember that with your grandparents? What do you, you don't talk politics or religion. And I miss those days. I miss the days when I didn't know if my friends were Democrats or Republicans. I miss the days where I didn't know based on their bumper stickers or their vaccination status or anything else of whether or not they voted for Trump or not. I miss those days. And I think if we could stop wearing each one of our personal beliefs as some sort of a badge on our, our clothing so that our, our political beliefs, our personal beliefs, all of that is apparent before we even really get to know the person. That is determining whether or not we actually do get to know someone. Imagine and think about all of the potential great friendships and relationships that we are all missing out on right now. Because when we meet somebody, most of the time, within the first five or ten minutes, one person or the other is giving us every reason in the world and, and drawing those lines of division. I don't understand this need to impose upon other people our personal beliefs, our religious beliefs, or anything else. If you ask, I'm not ashamed of any one of my beliefs. None, whether it's religion, whether it's politics, but it's not the conversation starter. I don't want to go into potential relationships drawing lines of division. I don't care what side of the line you're on. I, I don't care what your political beliefs are. I don't care what your religious beliefs are, or if you're atheist and you don't have any beliefs, which by the way is a belief. Sorry. I don't, I don't care what any of those things are because those are not the person. Those are beliefs. Beliefs are subject to change. Opinions. Many of these things, whether it's religion, whether it's politics, many of it is opinion. It's not even a belief. It's an opinion. And most of the time, if it even does rise to the level or ingrain itself enough in you that it does become a belief, it's not your own. It's generational. It's because this is what your mom and dad believe. This is what they, how they voted. And that is passed down. And it naturally and inherently becomes your belief. So it's not so much something that it's in your fiber and it's something that you believe so strongly about. It's built up over time, almost like an immune system. 
So I wanted to talk about this today because I want to encourage each and every one of you as we, whether it's your business or whether it's life, we've talked about this a million times. All of this existence is relationship-based. If you don't have the right relationships, your business will fail. I don't care how good the product is. I don't care how smart you are. And I don't care how many followers you have. If you don't know how to effectively build relationships, your business will fail. If you don't know how to properly have personal relationships, your personal life will fail. Your marriage will fail. Your relationships with your kids, your parents, your aunts, your uncles, your immediate family and extended family, it will fail. It's impossible to initiate, acquire, build, maintain any type of these business or personal relationships when we are wearing all of these opinions and beliefs as badges on the outside of our garments. Accept people for who they really are. Forget about what their sexual orientation is, what their political beliefs, because as a people, when those are a lot of the things and those are the first encounters that we have with people, because they may be in such conflict with our own personal beliefs, it's hard and it's tough. I don't care how good of a person you are. It's difficult to see through those things and go, okay, I can separate the person from these opinions. It's very difficult to do, especially in the world that we live in today where opinion is king and opinion equals character. That's the definition that we've put out there. And it does not. Your opinion on a certain subject does not tell me who you are as a person. It just tells me that right now in this day, in this time, in this moment, this is what you believe. I had many beliefs as a kid. Look, I grew up. I don't think from the time I was five years old to the time I was 18 years old that the church doors were ever open when I wasn't there. So I certainly have my beliefs. But those beliefs have changed over the last 35, 40 years. I know that they can change. I don't believe the same things then that I believe now. And I'm even open to the fact that what I believe now is most likely to change based on my experience as I get older and I get more mature. All I'm asking you guys to do is keep an open mind and don't be that guy. Love everybody regardless of their status. It's just too simple. We're trying to complicate life way more than we should. Look at the heart, look at the character, not the decoration on the outside. Guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. We've got some great episodes coming up. Don't forget, mark your calendars July 20th. We will have New York Times bestselling author Brad Thor on the show. We'll be talking about his new book, Black Ice, a new edition of the Scott Harvath series. Uh, we'll be talking about that. I've read the book and I've listened to the audiobook. It's the best Brad Thor book yet. If you're a fan, you're going to love this interview and we'll have it on Black Ice release day, which will be a special episode uh, on July 20th. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Take 30 seconds. Leave a written review. Rate us five stars. If you're watching this on the podcast YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Give the video a like. Make a, Leave a comment and subscribe to the channel when you do that. 
Make sure you hit the bell icon so that you're notified every time a new video is uploaded. Follow me everywhere on social media at the Steve Freeman. If you want to connect more, you want to talk with me one-on-one, shoot me a text. We don't do email anymore. The number is 949-577-8227. That's 949-577-8227. Guys, until the next episode, dream big, work harder. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Freeman Podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Steve on social media at the Steve Freeman.